Welcome to the There's More Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Karen. And we are helping women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. And today we're being joined for part two of the podcast with Steve McVeigh. So if you didn't catch part one, go back and listen to last week's. He is just one of these guys that thinks um, outside the box. It talks about how quantum physics and science really intersects with our faith. And I think it's going to be the rest of a really fascinating conversation. Welcome to the There's More Podcast. Thank you for walking through that because that's a huge... I mean, anybody that knows me for, uh, you know, a <laughs> handful of time knows that that's a huge, it, that when I had that revelation, you know, I saw the goodness of God in it. Yeah. And it it reconciled for me, it reconciled how I saw Father God with Jesus, that God was in Christ. He wasn't standing far off because he was so disgusted mm-hmm. by all the sin that just got put on Jesus. No, they were together in this plan to redeem and restore us. And that changed everything about how I saw him and about, and really about how I saw the cross. It became, mm-hmm. it really transformed it to a place of love instead of a place of punishment. And in that, you know, and that takes a, you know, Holy Spirit, we just pray right now. Holy yes, Spirit, come yes. and just enlighten Reveal. our hearts, mm-hmm. pull back these layers that we don't even know we're living under the veils of religion that are blinding us to God's goodness, right? So can we just address we, yes, quantum I want life to. really? We'll, well, you know what we'll do is we'll split this into okay. two podcasts. Yeah, we're just, in, it's in, good. Because I really don't want to miss out on quantum life. I don't life. either. I'll, I'll tell Jen, we'll edit yeah, this out, yeah, but I'll yeah. tell Jen we're going to be running late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If so, that's okay with you. Are, are you, you okay you to go to a little bit, bit longer? Time? Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. Okay. So Steve, real fast, the third element of your of your walk and this big shift for you has been this book, Quantum Life. And then you just released Quantum Love, right? In July. Quantum oh, Quantum um, Faith. Sorry. Quantum Faith. It just came out. So can you talk a little bit about the iteration? And I would love for you to like give the the elevator pitch. Yeah, well, like the revelation around the double slit experiment. It has literally <laughs> changed my life. I'm like, how did you hear about that? Where did that come from? Did the Lord just like let you find a YouTube about the double slit? I mean, it's so fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, just I, I appreciate how orderly and systematically you guys have walked this forward. This is unusual <laughs> in an interview that I in interviews that I do because you you've tagged the monumental mountain peaks in my own journey through the three books that we've talked about, the first being Grace Walk, which is where I learned who we are. Right. I, you know, that's where I wrote about, you know, the point in time when I learned who we are. And then the other, Beyond an Angry God, which is where the time in my life when I began to learn more about who he is. Mm-hmm. And now you, you mentioned Quantum Life. Um, Grace Walk is a doctrinal book. Mm-hmm. Um Beyond an Angry God, I would call a theological book because it is a, a book about the character and nature of God. And the Quantum Life book and the Quantum Faith book, and by the way, I have one coming out in October called Quantum Prayer. Oh, wow. The oh, Quantum book is more, uh, I, I would say it might be compared to an epistle. Right. I'm not yeah. putting myself on the platform with somebody like Paul, but the word epistle is simply a letter. Yeah. And so that's exactly that's exactly what these quantum books are. The quantum life book and the quantum faith book and the quantum prayer book when they come out. And I'm about to start teaching in my private group. We can mention that if you want later uh-huh. but on, on quantum consciousness. 
the quantum understanding is, okay, here's who you are, here's who God is. Now, quantum, when we talk about the quantum world, we're talking about the kingdom of God. Yeah. And how to live inside the kingdom of God. And so you asked me about the double slit experiment. The double slit experiment is one of the most fascinating experiments uh, scientific experiments in human history. In fact, science, scientists themselves have called it the experiment that broke reality. Right. Yes. Now, that's a weird thing for a scientist to say. Yeah. The, the experiment that broke reality. I would encourage people to do this. I'm going to talk about it, but I would encourage people to go on YouTube and look up um, double slit experiment and watch a number of videos mm -hmm. about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, because yeah, totally. the first time you hear this, it, it rocks your world. It does. Fact, for most people, the first time they hear it, they don't believe it. <laughs> but Because it sounds too freaky. It sounds too weird. But let me be very clear in saying that the double slit experiment is something that has been done again and again mm -hmm. and again in in physics labs all over the world, and it always comes out the same way. Mm -hmm. It was first practiced by a guy named Thomas Young in 1801, but it freaked him out and freaked everybody out so that it was a, <laughs> about 100 years later before they really got back into it again. And as I said, the uh, way it's, the, the results are shocking to people, but let, let's, talk about, let's talk about the way it's done. Yeah. All right. So you got this instrument that fires a single particle, like a particle of light, toward a wall with two slits in it. Mm -hmm. Picture, for sake of discussion, a, 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 a light gun. It shoots one particle of light, just one particle, at this wall. Right. And there are two slits in that wall. Mm -hmm. Now, if you shoot that particle of light, it's common sense that that one particle will either go through the slit on the left or the slit on the right. Right. Now imagine behind that board with two slits in it, behind it, there's another wall back there. And that wall is a photosensitive wall, which will register where the particle hits mm -hmm. after it passes through the slit of the first wall and strikes the back one. Well, when they go in and they fire this single particle of light and they watch it, as you would expect, the particle of light goes through either the slit on the left or the one on the right. It hits the back wall, and because it's photosensitive, it leaves a mark on the wall on whichever side, you know, the slit that it went through mm -hmm. in terms of the slit. But now here's the thing that's freaky. <laughs> when they don't watch it, something else happens. When they don't watch the experiment, they leave the room and they don't watch the particle going through the slit. They come back in and they look at the back wall and they see on the back wall what's called an interference pattern, indicating that rather than go through one slit, the particle somehow went through two slits. Mm -hmm. It went through both of the slits at the same time. Now, how did it do that? How could it do that? 
uh, if, uh, let's think about that interference pattern I'm talking about. If you throw a, 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 a pebble or a stone into a calm pond, it'll ripple out, have a water, you know, the water will ripple out. Right. But if you throw a stone and it starts to ripple out and you instantly throw another stone, now you're creating a second ripple and those waves are going to collide together and there'll be peaks and troughs. Now, the same thing when the slip goes through the, uh, I mean, the particle goes through the slip, it just creates on the back wall one spot if they're watching. Mm -hmm. But if they don't watch, it creates on the back wall a pattern as if it went through both. They don't understand why when they watched it, it did something different than when they didn't watch it. Now, mm. let me let me go move on. So these science, scientists decided that they were going to try something different. So what they did is that they took a different approach by leaving the room. They set up a device that would record which slit it went through. Mm -hmm. So now they're going to record it. Which slit did it go through? Now, when they didn't watch it before, it went through both. But they come back in, and now, because they were recording it, it went through one slit. So It only went through the one, because it's like it knew it was being watched. Right. Yes. They, even did, they even did some strange things, like they they turned the, <clears throat> the, the video on. camera, if you will, on record, <laughs> but it wasn't running. They put a battery in, so the light came on that looked like it was recording, but, but it wasn't. Uh -huh. And they left the room, and when they came back, guess what? It went through both slits. Yeah. In other words, you couldn't outsmart it. Now, right. some people, might, let me get to the point, because people might be asking, well, what is the significance of that experiment? <laughs> it's freaky that watching something makes the difference. Mm. But the, the spiritual, biblical significance of that is, well, let me start with the science, scientific uh, significance. It's called subject-observer effect. It, by the very act of observing something, we affect outcome. Mm. Now, let's bring that over into the Bible. And Jesus said things like, he told Abraham, uh, whatever you can see is yours. Mm. It is the power of observation, the power of our focus that causes things to manifest in this world. Mm -hmm. And so the way we think and the way we expect and the way we look at something is what affects what the outcome will be. So we need to make sure that our focus is in the right place. Mm -hmm. So if you go around looking at life through a negative lens and it's like, Oh, the devil's out to get me, and I'm always under attack, but I'm going to be battling, blah, 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 blah. Guess what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you do what Paul said, and if you're risen with Christ, seek those things where it's your above, or set your affection, your attention on things above, yeah. where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, then it's where you focus that determines outcomes. So the scientific experiment shows a lot in the world of quantum theory but it ties in very strongly in the Bible with, as Jesus said to one guy, however you think it's going to be is how it's going to be. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm looking at the camera right now, but if I, if I hear something over my right shoulder, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn and look like, what was that? The fact that I'm looking back here indicates I'm expecting something. Wow. And when I turn and look there and I expect it, that's what the scripture calls faith. So we need to be very aware as believers where we put our focus, what we talk about, 
where we allow our thoughts to yeah. reside because it will. And that's just one little thing in this book that oh, I wrote yeah. about. Well, in it, I think the thing for me that comes up, the scripture that speaks to me and kind of correlates with the science colliding with faith is when he says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have already received it. Yeah. And it will be yours. Maybe another way of saying it, it will manifest. Now, you know, so I'm like, okay, and even the word manifest, unfortunately, oh, has been stolen so by the new age world and all that. But <laughs> I'm curious, Steve, how are you seeing this now impact how you're walking this out? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's all very cool. This, I mean, it's fascinating, just the science of it, um, that we can affect the outcomes that, you know, the, that field essentially that contains the possibilities for our life that that we play a part in in this co-laboring well, what does that look like now for you as you walk out your life? Mm-hmm. Well, it's transformed my life. And I'm not just trying to sell a book here. I'm telling you, and yeah. I'll give you a couple of examples. My wife has struggled with a chronic health issue. She's got rheumatoid arthritis, and mm. she's had some serious health issues for some years. And last year, she nearly died three times. Oh, my goodness. And was in the hospital in a, in a, about a five, six, in a six-week period, she spent 37 nights in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and one of those times, she had a pulmonary embolism. Okay. All right, so listen to this. Uh, and by the way, for those that, that may not know me well, I didn't come up in a charismatic background. I don't even consider myself a charismatic now, other than the, in the sense that we're all charismatic, if we know what the word means. Mm-hmm. Gifted. It's gifted. But I'm saying this is, not, this is not some kind of name it and claim it you know, Holy Ghost magic thing. This is science. Yeah. But it's science that some of these people in that part of the church world have tapped into. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so my wife in the hospital and they say, all right, she's got a pulmonary embolism. Do I need to tell you the seriousness of that? Yeah, it's deadly. For those of you that might not know, it's a blood clot in the lung and it often, very often kills people. Mm -hmm. Pulmonary embolism. And so... We're at the hospital and the doc says, we're going to give medicine and try to, you know, uh, cause it to dissolve. It'll take about six weeks, he said, before we know what's going on. Well, I called a friend in my group. I teach an online group called the Grace Walk Experience. Mm -hmm. It's a daily group where I teach. And I called one of my guys, one of my friends in that group and, and told him what was going on. And here's what he did. He put the word out to our online community mm-hmm. and he said, I want us this evening. He said, I just talked to Steve. I want us this evening to all come together. If you can join us live online, do it. But if you can't, wherever you are, take the time. Here's what he said. I want us to focus on Melanie's wholeness. Cool. Yep. Now listen to this distinction. And, and yes, I write about it. I hear book. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't focus on a pulmonary embolism right. going away. Right. Because the old scientific axiom is energy goes where att- uh, energy flows, where attention goes. Right. So you don't put your attention on the embolism. You don't prayer walk it. You don't denounce it. You don't rebuke it. You don't even acknowledge it. You put your attention on wholeness. Yeah. And he said, I want us to put our attention on wholeness, on Melanie being whole, on her lungs being normal and well. Well, they did. The next morning, the doctor comes in. And they do tests, and the doctor says there is no pulmonary embolism. Oh, praise the Are Lord! You serious? That's there awesome. isn't one. That is and such listen a to shift. this. It's amazing. I said, "What do you make of that?" And like a typical scientific materialist, this particular doctor said, 
we must have been wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, you are. Uh, no, you uh, weren't uh, wrong. Oh, Steve. Uh, uh, well, no, they said that six weeks disappeared overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Overnight. And I could give many others. For instance, wow. uh, I'll give one in my own personal life. Uh, I live at a condominium that is uh, in the state of Florida because of the collapse of that condominium at Seaside, Florida, where mm-hmm. a lot of people died. The oh, state yeah. has mandated that a lot of buildings be inspected by structural engineers and that corrections be made if there's any kind of uh, structural lack of integrity in the building. The building I live in is that. And so they're going to have to come in here here and uh, do a lot of work, very, very expensive work on our building. It reached a level that I said, I can't stay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to move. I can't stay here. I put my home for sale. And for a month, nobody made one phone call about it. Yeah. And it's a desirable place to live. Mm-hmm. Not one call. And I was praying one day and I said, Lord, this reminds me of something that happened one time in Atlanta when I was trying to sell my house and you wouldn't sell it. <laughs> I ended up moving back into it and I was glad the Lord didn't sell it. But I remember how frustrated I was because God wouldn't sell the house in Atlanta. And I said, Lord, this reminds me of that time in Atlanta. You wouldn't sell the house. And it was the Lord didn't answer, but his silence answered. It was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, God, I don't I don't have the money to stay here, but mm-hmm. all right, it's in your hands. Well, I said, whatever you do, you do. I'm trusting you. So I came back and I said, told to a friend, he said, I'm going to see you staying there. And I said to my wife, Melanie, let's envision that somehow we're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. Long story short, in less than a week, Someone called me and said, I've talked to some people and the funding that is going to be needed for you to stay in that home is covered. Wow. Wow. I never asked for anything. Wow. Wow. I prayed. I saw. I never asked for anything. But within less than a week, it came. Now, let me be quick to give this disclaimer. Guys, those of you watching us. I'm, this is not some name it and claim it crap. And that is crap because it's all self-serving. It turns Jesus into some kind of magic fairy dust, some pixie dust. Mm-hmm. I, that's not what I'm saying. Let me be real clear and say there are things that I have wanted to happen and I practiced what I teach to happen and it didn't happen that way. Right. And I've been disappointed at times right. because I sometimes jokingly say, this ain't Disney World. Right. <laughs> God does what's best for you. Yeah. And we don't every time get what we want, mm-hmm. but we get what is best. Mm-hmm. And in the way we approach life, we proceed with the assumption, the presumption of the goodness of God. Amen. And with the limited knowledge that we have, we set our, our focus on a specific outcome. That's called faith. But we hold on to it loosely knowing that God stands above it all and will get what is best. Hey friends, we absolutely love creating this podcast for you. And if you want to help us continue to do that, we would love your support. In the show notes, you'll find the link or you could go to bestillministries.net. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And I, I, you know, we have this like, it's constantly my mission to help people understand sovereignty, 
you know, I mean, I think people get that theology of sovereignty just it's just whacked out a lot of times in religion. What would you say about that, Steve? How do you teach? I mean, what would you say to somebody who just throws it back to the sovereignty of God? Well, I have it happen all the time. I bet the you do. The word sovereignty has become a bad word in, in some religious circles inside the church world because, uh, it, but we've got to define what we mean by that. I've had, I've used the word sovereign, which by the way, the Bible uses many mm-hmm. times. And I've had people say, oh, oh, you're one of those guys, the sovereign God. No, God is not, you're not a robot and God does not micromanage everything in our life. And blah, blah, blah. I didn't say he did. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't believe that either. God didn't decide if I wore the blue shirt or the red shirt today. He gives me some freedom to choose. <laughs> we do have choice, but having, so I don't think God micromanages our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, you're in Georgia. So you've got, uh, you know, while while uh, stock like say uh, somebody has cows out in the field, well, that cow can eat from anywhere they want in that field. Right. But, uh, but there is a fence around the field. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So God decides what field we're in, and He gives us some choices to make. But I'm I don't believe in open theism or deism, which is the idea that God just sets us off and sends us forward and do your best. Mm-hmm. I believe that divine love superintends everything about our lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think I can take detours and I think I can go down some low bumpy roads if I choose to do that. But at the end of the day, there is a divine love named Christ, Jesus Christ, who superintends my Mm -hmm. heavenly father oversees. Mm -hmm. And I have to assume that my story has a happy ending Mm. because that's the way he works. And I often say, if you're, if you're, if your story's not happy right now, it hasn't ended. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. If, if this chapter's out. bad, it's not over, right? So we yield ourselves to God, and I don't always get what I want. Mm-mm. But like back to the house in Atlanta, I fussed and fussed about God not letting that house sell. And I was here praying one morning, early in the morning. I said, God, why did you sell that house? Mm-hmm. And I heard the Lord gently say in my mind, what are you scared of? Why, why is this so important to you? I said, cause I can't afford it. And the Lord said to me, well, which month are you worried about? And what he was showing me is, wow. haven't you been making the payment? Yeah. Are you worried this month I'll walk out the door? Right. Well, he didn't sell it. And to make, to come back to that story, my wife had to end up having back surgery and be in physical therapy twice a week. Had we have stayed in St. Pete, we we would have gone months without any support from family or even our friends in Atlanta. So what we did instead was we moved back into that house in Atlanta. And we were there as we needed to be. Mm -hmm. But when I was fussing at the Lord for not selling it, I didn't know the future. Yeah, I didn't know we would one day need to be back in that house. Yeah, I was disappointed when it wouldn't sell. But down the road, I was able to say, oh, that's why he didn't sell it. And now I see the wisdom in it. Again, in fairness to people watching, there are other things in my life that didn't work out the way I expected and wanted. And I still can't make any sense out of it. Right. Right. Yeah. It still makes no sense to me. Right. Day it will, either in this world or Amen. the next. That's right. Amen. Well, Steve, thank you oh so much gosh. just for spending so much time so with kind. us. And um, yeah, I'm just, again, just reminded just how grateful I am for your life and for the impact you're making, you know, for the kingdom, really. And 
Um, I, I want to know real quick, and I would love for you to pray for our listeners that maybe some of the things that you've said are like, wait a second. I thought the whole <laughs> penal substitution thing, like what is he su- like, what is he <laughs> suggesting just for that shift in that confirmation bias to just mm-hmm. the to be curious. But the other thing too is, can you help us understand what happens on this? this daily grace walk experience, like what is that about? What would they, what would they be experiencing on that? Let me, let me be clear. It's like, well, first let me say for those that want information about it, you can go to gracewalkexperience.com. And I'll say this, it is a subscription group, right? Right. right. Pay monthly to be in that group. And I'm going to tell you, there are a number of reasons for that, but one being, come on, we're all on the internet. We're all on Facebook. We're all on YouTube. There are things that I am able to say inside a small group. Yeah. I'm not able to say or won't say on public platforms because I don't have the ability, the time is the main thing, the opportunity to systematically unpack it. Yeah, totally. I've made this statement with you. I've said, God wasn't punishing Jesus in our place on the cross. And just like you said, there may be people that shriek in horror at that. <laughs> yeah. They think I'm denying the cross because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, in a, in, a, in a public setting, you don't have time to unpack that yeah. and move through it systematically and help people understand what the yeah. Bible says. Yeah. Whereas in the private group, we do. Yeah. So they can go to gracewalkexperience.com. And okay. to answer your question, I teach on different subjects in there. So you unpack uh, right the quantum... I've done uh, 55 teachings through my book, The Secret of Grace. Wow. Uh, Starting mid-September, I'm going to do a series of teachings on quantum uh, consciousness. Wow, that'd be cool. Uh, In uh, in the past, I've done teachings on quantum prayer, Mm -hmm. on the quantum life. I've got a fairly lengthy series of teachings in there on what is the Grace Walk experience. Here's the cool thing about it. This is not something I do on Facebook. It's a very organized platform. So you go in and I've got hundreds, literally hundreds of hours of teaching that is that are accessible to those who are part of the group. Mm-hmm. And you go in there and you look through it like a menu. Yeah. And you, and you mm-hmm. pick and click what it is that yeah. you want to watch. Now, if you're with me current, it releases one a day okay. if you're current. So it releases, that is Monday through Friday. It mm-hmm. releases one a day. But if you go back and look at stuff I've done in the past, you can watch it at will and you choose what you want to watch. And then in addition to the teachings on there, twice a week, I do a live Zoom meeting. Okay. And and, in the Zoom meeting, there's a link on our our platform. You click the link, you come into the Zoom meeting and I talk and I answer questions. And just like we're doing today, people interact with me and ask what they want to ask. And uh, we engage that way. Awesome. Awesome. We it's just love it. I do personal discipleship in a smaller group. Yeah. I've got tens of thousands on my public page. I got a hundred, a few hundred. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Hey, friends, we are so honored that you are listening. We just wanted to share with you a couple of things that might help you in planning for 2024. We have Father's House, the Bible study. You probably have all heard us talk about that. But we are offering one-day conferences, and we also have a new Bible study that we are coming out with called Whisper that teaches you how to hear the voice of God. It is very interactive. We have had so much fun, and we would love to bring it to your church in the spring of 2024. 
Steve, as we wrap up, will you just pray for the eyes of our heart to be enlightened? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think that, you know, for me, it's like I threw the first grace book that I was given at my friend because it was so offensive. And that's, you know, I mean, that's the reality when you're religious, you know, you just are like, this is offensive to me. Like, and so will you just pray that the eyes of our heart and that people would just experience a curiosity from the Lord as we wrap up. I sure will. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Father, we are agreeing together. Yeah. We're looking at this through the eyes of Jesus. And what we see are people who have heard this, whose hearts have been stirred to know more. And we're seeing them searching it out for themselves. We're seeing the strongholds of stinking thinking be knocked flat yeah. by the truth. And we're seeing joy ignite in people's hearts. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people throw away the old paradigms, not trying to assimilate this into the old yeah. that they've known, not trying to put new wine, old wine and new wineskins or new wine and old wineskins, but rather replacing mm-hmm. what they believed in the past. In other words, repentance. We're seeing people being set free. We're seeing them emailing the three of us and saying, <laughs> that was the start of the journey. Amen. Amen. I've come to a place I've never been. Mm. And it's the fullness of the life I've always wanted. We're seeing and agreeing and we are thankful. Yes. We're expressing our gratitude, dear Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. what you are already doing. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Steve. What a gift. What a gift. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, we would love for you to share it, first of all, with your friends. Leave a review. It really helps other people find out about us. And anything else you need, you can find it in the show notes. Thanks for listening.